When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Longer, you gon' punt it off. Your defenders have you hitters, put your pads in. Don't be looking for the ref to throw no flags in. Keep the helmet on, keep the cleats tight. You the type to want to win by any means, right? You should look alive. This is Trapper Dive. Yes, sir. Welcome back to another episode of the Trapper Dive podcast. I am your host, Molly Moe. Coach Moe, Hendo Moe, all that good stuff, man. Um, AJ's on the way, Dre's on the way, as always. Um, and before we get started, while we're waiting on the game, let's go ahead and get the administrative items out of the way. If you are new to the channel, uh, we appreciate you checking in. Um, we appreciate you watching. We appreciate you giving us even two seconds of your time, right? Um, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. Uh, we definitely appreciate that. If you are on the audio side, I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I'm, this ain't even my character, bro, but I'm at this place in my life, bro, where, like, if I don't, it's crazy because AJ even said this to me, like, about some trapper down stuff, but if I don't stand up for myself, bro, ain't nobody going to do it. I don't know what's going on because it's been, it's been days now, actually weeks, ever since I came back from Vegas. I don't know what's going on with the audio side right now. Something's going on with my RS. Something's going on with my uh my feed right now. Um, and it's out of my control and it's frustrating because I can't upload to anything other than Spotify. And I think that there's some things going on. I can't confirm anything, but I think there's some things going on, and it's frustrating me because nobody's telling me what the actual issue is, and I have to rely on people that I once worked with uh in SB Nation, right? Where I have to figure out what's going on with the audio. I haven't been able to upload on Apple Podcasts. I haven't been able to upload on um, any other platform that's not Spotify. And it's frustrating because the listenership has been affected drastically. Apple is one of the biggest platforms for anybody to listen to, to a podcast outside of Spotify. So I say this to say, if you're on Spotify, we appreciate you tapping in. 
But if you're on any other platform that's not Spotify, you're not even hearing me talk right now. And I'm I'm sorry. I'm trying to get down to the bottom of it. I have a potential solution, and which is going to frustrate me because now I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to like yeah like I'm gonna have to step on I'm gonna have to step on shit. And like I again like I'm a patient person, bro. But at this point, like somebody playing, somebody's fucking playing. And that part is the is the one where it's like it's out of my control until I start taking control of whatever the hell this situation is. So again, I'm working on some solutions or maybe try to find some solutions to to try and get back or take control of all the whatever possible shady shit or even if it's just a glitch, whatever. I don't care if it's a glitch or if it's something actually intentional. But I'm gonna figure this thing out. Um, because I'm, I'm, I'm actually pissed off and I'm letting it out on the podcast right now. I didn't even, I haven't even said this. I talked to, I talked to people, but I haven't even expressed this much frustration. They don't even know how pissed off I am because I'm, I've showed a ton of patience, but that ends after this show is over. So if you're on Spotify, please follow. If you're new, if you're on Spotify and you, if you followed and you haven't rated yet, please give us a rating. Um, I got that off my chest. I'm still pissed off, bro. But we're gonna go ahead and keep this show pushing. I see the fellas in the background. Let me go ahead and add them to the chat or to the show. Um, and we can get this show started. Uh also, this is a um it's an open show. There's a link in the description if you wanna in the YouTube description. If you want to come up here and 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 get anything off your chest, you can do just that related to the commanders, man. We're here. Um, but we're gonna go ahead and start this conversation. Let's get Dre in, let's get AJ in. Uh fellas. Fellas, fellas, what's going on? I see you, Monty. What's going on, Dre? What's going on, AJ? It's good, man. Hey, you was mad for real, dog. <laughs> I was sitting back here listening. I was like, right. man, I ain't know if your mic was fucked up or what, but I was like, no, it's mad. <laughs> no, I, and y'all don't even y'all don't even know the half of it, bro. Like yeah. somebody, somebody's I didn't know playing. The with this. Still going? Yeah, somebody's playing with this goddamn. Yeah, somebody's playing, bro. And and I like I said, I don't know if it's a glitch or not. But like my patience has run, my patience has run out because at this point, like it, it real live, like that shit is important, bro. And everybody and, like, listen to Apple, bro. <laughs> that's the thing. And, and not even just, and that's and that's the most frustrating part. Like it's every single platform not named Spotify. Like that's that crazy. is so that is that's crazy, that's crazy as shit. And 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 I'm I'm like, bro, like it's it's going on two weeks now, and I've heard people who I talk to like just trying to scout for information and, and get information. It's been going on to other people. That's it's longer than two weeks. I'm like, bro, how y'all not answering this? Like, how y'all not answering for for none of these issues, bro? Uh, let's go ahead and get to the show because I can, I can, I'm, I'm really, hey. really about to, I'm really about to step on shit, bro. Um, I'm about to say, save it for them, save it for that support staff after the show. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Uh, Dre, I, I've seen you on Twitter today. Oh no, I lied. I saw all, I saw both of y'all on Twitter today having discussions about obviously the the main topic, the most important topic uh that that we're kind of uh continuing on for the 16th week in a row for the season. Um and uh I I know the last time that we talked uh we haven't we didn't hear from Ron in his his weekly pressure. Uh and I think one of the bigger conversations that came out of his weekly pressure uh, was the hypothetical question that Nikki Javala asked uh, Ron. Um, I think it was yesterday at this point. 
And um, essentially, these aren't verbatim questions or answers that I'm about to say, but essentially she asked, would Jacoby be considered as the starting quarterback moving forward if your team was still in the playoff race? And Ron Rivera acknowledged that this is something that we would consider. Um, Again, that's not verbatim. This is just uh, a synopsis, a high-level synopsis of what he said and how she asked the question. Um, I think that's a, a big conversation here because um, with, with that question and with that answer that he really didn't need to give, um, I think that there's several different areas that you can um, analyze with just his answer alone. Um, before, because I need to cool off anyway, before I even go, I'll get a floor to you all um, and, and hear your thoughts on just the the Ron's response and also a couple of days later after the game is over, um, how you're feeling about this quarterback situation or just uh, the situ- how it's being handled altogether. Well, Ma, it's funny you mentioned that, you know, you say this is the 16th week in a row we're going on this topic. And Ron's answer in that press conference yesterday kind of told you exactly what this season has been. It's been the Sam Howell season. And that's it. It's been the Sam Howell experiment all year. And nothing else matters because they asked him the question of if this was a playoff situation, if instead of you being four and ten, if you're headed to the playoffs or you're uh, or at least in a playoff race, would you still be starting Sam Howell? Of course, Ron gave his little, you know, bull crap trying to evade the answer or the question, but in turn, what he did was he actually answered the question without answering it. He basically told you, yeah, we would we would bench Howell if this was a playoff situation. Because if if it wasn't, Rocket just gave the generic answer of, oh, we still believe in Sam, and, you know, if this is a playoff uh, situation, we would feel good with Sam going into it. That's easy. No one's going to question that. No one's going to think about that after. But instead, he danced around it and didn't give an answer at all, which makes you feel like, they, you know, this they're only starting Sam because they felt like this was their ticket out. This is their ticket out the hood. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? A hot seat season. The only way I last with a new ownership here is making Sam Howell into a star overnight. That that's that's what this season has been about. And that's what he kind of confirmed in that press conference. Now, how I feel about the whole quarterback situation going forward is you've kind of just basically told everybody Sam's not this franchise guy that we've been saying he's he's the franchise guy all season you know and I say that because you benched him in a game where he didn't have his worst game I mean granted he wasn't playing good the offense wasn't playing good Sam has had worse games than this but now you show a level of frustration with Sam at this point my opinion this is my opinion in that fourth quarter when he bent Sam how after that interception it was a protection and Ron's answer also confirmed that, or his non-answer also confirmed that the next day, they didn't bench him for protection. They benched him because they were frustrated. And his whole non-committal to Sam and the presser says, they don't know, to me, that's not you committing to a franchise guy. But Ron has told us all season, we found our franchise quarterback. So now, you know, and it leads me to think, too, with the reports coming out that Ron and, you know, everybody's being fired. I mean, we all knew this, but it's kind of official now. You know, Ron knows it. You kind of wonder, you know, now is he kind of being truthful about the quarterback situation? Because maybe before these reports and when he may have thought he had a chance, he would say Sam is our franchise guy. 
But now you see Sam get benched in a meaningless game in the fourth quarter in which, like I said, he wasn't having his worst game. He wasn't getting beat up in this game. He, it was just, you know, it wasn't a good game. And they benched him. So it kind of just shows you where they're at right now. And it just leads you to believe Sam just might not be that guy. Yeah, I mean, I think I think for me, man, like the only thing that Ron Rivera can kind of hold on to with his tenureship with Washington is Sam Howe. I feel like there's been some frustration within the building, uh, especially from Eric Bieniemy's side, uh, as far as Sam Howe's play. You know, at the end of the day, Eric Bieniemy is trying to win games, but more importantly, you know, trying to get this offense ticking on the on the right path. Like we all know, the reality is in the NFL. Once you start accumulating enough tape, defensive coordinators and defenses know how to attack you better. They know what you're doing and what you're not doing. They also understand Sam Howe's traits. Um, you can refer back to the college tape, but you still want to also implement what's going on in the in the in the present moment. In the present moment, so what what we've seen is defenses are adapting. They're taking away those first looks. And, and making Sam Howe have to play uh, a better style of quarterback than what he's not accustomed to doing. And for Ron Rivera, you know, it, it, it's kind of like at some point you got to give in to what your coaching staff is telling you and, and realize, like, you can't keep fighting this, this battle. I mean, take even Cheeseman. Like, why is a long snapper that's been messing up all, all season – and preseason, getting released week 15, like, that's something that should have been done a long time ago. It's him. He has a tendency to hold on to things and, and not be – um. What's, what's the word I'm looking for? Proactive. And with Sam Howell, that's his last bargaining chip. Like, that's the last thing he can kind of tote out there. So when you see the rest of your organization and your team overall is getting frustrated – they had to they had to put in somebody to help help move this thing along and uh, and unfortunately to create more drama for himself as he's about to depart here and go on vacation in a couple of weeks you know Jacoby Brissett comes in there and, and puts up 14 points in no time <laughs> so so it's like now you got a whole conversation about Jacoby Brissett when his name hasn't been mentioned pretty much for the whole year by the mass excuse me by the masses even the media, they try to disregard him in the quarterback competition process, quote-unquote. Uh, everyone has disregarded Jacoby Brissett as if we don't know what this man's resume is and at the fact that he was a primary target for them to bring in as a backup quarterback, uh, not even just to be a backup quarterback, to, but to possibly compete in some regard. And Ron Rivera has told us that the entire time up until the decision was made, but we all knew it was bluff. Jacoby Brissett is not the best quarterback, but he has the intangibles to go out there and win you games. We've seen him do that with the Cleveland Browns during Deshaun Watson's suspension. So this is this isn't foreign to him. I think that you know not being uh, proactive caused this team to now be in the position where they're going to be drafting top five. They could have possibly done this move a long time ago and and maybe save their season. I mean, ideally, that's not what I would want as a fan. I'm pretty sure Dre is in in, <laughs> in the same boat as me and, and maybe even you, Mo. Like, we want we want them to go and secure some blue-chip talent. 
Um, but I feel like Jacoby would have definitely gave them the best the best opportunity to win from an offensive standpoint and put the numbers on the board and also productivity of Eric Bieniemy's offense. But see, and, and AJ, actually, before more you go, I just wanted to point on that the whole Eric Bieniemy thing. It makes you wonder, especially after seeing Jacoby Brissett. Whose call was it between Eric and Ron? And I think that's kind of important to say because what if this was Eric's call? What if Eric is saying, hey, man, I'm fighting for my career here and my offense needs to look good in some kind of way. And Jacoby's the only one that could probably make it run smoothly the way I wanted to run. And then that was kind of confirmation. But then you're going to go back to Sam Howell for the rest of the three games, which I think is the best move anyway. I mean, just let Sam finish out the season. It's way too late to go to the Jacoby Brissett thing. But it just makes you wonder – EB's mindset and his thinking like damn like you know I'm kind of being maybe I'm being sabotaged here because I have to make this thing work with this guy and he's just not making it work in my office he's definitely being sabotaged because I truly believe in how Airbnb uh personality is and his mindset coaching wise he would have moved on from Sam Howell a long time ago probably the first game against the New York Giants he would have moved on from him and he would have went with a Jacoby Brissett. Because if you even look at the offense, bro, like, he's being handcuffed. Like, he can't even really call plays. Like, you're putting motions in in your plays, and the guy isn't even paying attention to what the coverage is based off the motion and who's going to be open. Like, in that Jonathan Williams play from Sunday, right, when they put him in motion, you could see number 53 of the Rams showing you that is 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 man coverage like they played a, a cover one right he showed you that instead of immediately going to Jonathan Williams as this dude is trailing trying to get across field to go and cover him you don't even make a, a attempt a look over there like it, it's like you can only do but so much as a coach the player also has to start playing ball and not be a robot like you have to break out of focusing on exactly what the coaches are telling you and do a mixture of both still play your style, but you know, just go play ball, bro. And Sam is not playing ball right now. Like he's overthinking or he's not thinking, I don't know what it is, (laughs) but things ain't getting done. And this is Ron's last hope because I want to say three weeks ago, wasn't Ron talking about, yeah, I think we found uh, our franchise quarterback. That's important. Uh, Caleb, I see what's going on, player. Um, I I never, like, it's important to remember, like, this whole chronological thing. Um, like, I even, I you got to rewind back to even, I mean, this is a, a reminder, bro, like, the end of, season, end of season press conference, right? Um, January 10th, uh, you know, they had fired, Scott Turner, Martin Mayhew, and Ron Rivera held a press conference uh, where they mentioned that. Let me actually uh, get the quote. But um, you know, Ron Rivera and Martin Mayhew, or, or yeah, Mayhew actually mentioned how you know quarterback was going to be a big part. I mean, excuse me, a big deal to them in terms of like how they look for them, like the evaluations from free agency the evaluation from internal uh internal belief um and and all those other things that they're going to be looking at um and don't forget like that 2 to 1 ratio whatever it is man i i just think that 
uh, when you think about like how they said things on January 10th, um, there was a report four days later uh, from Nikki Javala who mentioned um, in their OC search, they were telling their candidates that Sam Howe is likely going to be the starter. So you go from having Martin Mayhew and here's what he said, essentially, quote unquote, um, about quarterback. You pretty much have to enter every season and look at the entire landscape of what's available. I thought we did a really good job at that. We talked about drafting guys. We talked about what we could do, what we could trade for. And we talked about free agents. And we went through an entire process of all those guys did a very thorough evaluation. We do the same thing this year. We're not, we're not going to rule out acquiring a vet. We'll go through the entire landscape of who's available. We'll evaluate them, get a consensus on somebody. Um, honestly, they did that, right? Um, I think that when he says we talked, I think their conversation probably lasted two minutes. Like they probably did do everything that he said that they were going to do. And they, four days later, after their end of season press conference committed to Sam Howe. Um, and like, there was no time to, to think of other options. There was nothing. Now, again, contextually, you have to think about like, what was realistic for them. Um, it was going to be hard to acquire a top-tier vet and compete. You did get Jacoby Brissett, right? Um, in a draft, what were you going to do? Uh, you could have got a quarterback, or you could have just cooled it and build around whoever it is that you had. You had the you had the choice, and you had opportunity to, to build around Sam Howe. You chose not to do that, right? Um, you, you did a minimal investment on your offensive line, especially in the interior, and it backfired. Uh, another thing when you think about how it came to this, it's important to note um, from a macro level, this ain't even Sam's fault. Like Sam ain't, I don't even blame Sam for anything that's going on right now, bro. He is who he is, right? Um, and the one thing that I would forever say, bro, like I will never ever be the person whose mind is made up without even seeing him get get on the field and get his snaps and see like if these reps help him become a better quarterback in the NFL right I don't regret not one week of this season and it's also important to remember when you think about this situation right because I'm gonna get to Ron Rivera like that's the whole point and what he said too we think about this season one of the biggest things that you can't question when we was heading into the season was that we thought the offense may be behind because the defense has already been here for such a long time. They they had the cohesiveness. They had the chemistry. Uh, they're coming off a, a decent year where they played well together, right? And you're talking about a rookie quarterback who's a fifth-round pick, who's lacking experience, who's coming in with a new offensive system, right, the one that he hasn't had last year. And everybody on that offense has to learn together. They look as bad as we expected them to look heading into the season. They had good moments early on, but that's exactly what we're seeing right now. We're seeing what we thought we'd see at the beginning of the season. For Ron to be in this position where you have all these decisions that you made in the offseason, and yet time and time again, we're hearing a person say, this season is about Sam Howe. I, I, I think, like, uh, for better or for worse, however you, however you, however you phrase it, he said it. I, I think that the, the more dangerous thing that anybody 
could imagine is somebody acknowledging the fact that you would consider playing Jacoby if you if the playoffs were on the line. You and y'all said it, but you are essentially acknowledging that you may have possibly wasted people's season, uh, a, a career. I mean, a season of their career, bro, because you thought that you can put a <laughs> Dre. You know this one. You could put a five dollar bet and hope that this twenty leg parlay cashes out. No, I'm sorry. Let me let me up to Andy. A hundred dollars on a twenty dollar on a twenty leg parlay because you thought that this was sweet money. And you're gonna close your eyes and, and pray to God that it that this parlay hit, bro. And I, I win a million dollars. I look amazing, bro. I'm the smartest going on the planet. I love it. Please, God. And you praying that it work out, bro. And 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 for it to fall fat on his face, bro. The ramifications of that is like the is it's much more than just a, a quarterback situation, bro. Like Sure, again, it's I, I'm not even mad at Sam. I'm not even even thinking about that. Like, there's so many people who probably had no control. Speaking of control again, no control over, over the situation at quarterback. Like, you it was nothing they can do. The only thing that they can do is get paid and do their job, bro. But guess guess what they lost in the process? They lost a year on their career, and I feel bad for people who probably got in, who got injured this year and lost time. I know uh FAO Bada, he lost time messing with his damn team. Uh, James Smith Williams, he lost time messing with this damn team, and he's a free agent. Um, like other people, D- Jamin Davis, he's coming back next year, but he probably ain't getting no extension. I mean, the the, the fifth year option. Um, who on offense? Who's going? Terry. Terry, Terry wasted a year. Terry, <laughs> bro. Like all them people, man. Cole Turner, that's my man. He don't even see time no more, bro. And, Curtis, and Emmanuel, Curtis, Sam, um, Curtis Samuel, Antonio Gibson, guys. We know Curtis getting paid, bro. We know that. He ain't got yeah, Curtis that's good. That's he, know, he know he about, he about to go in the free agency. And he, he gone. Like, I don't even blame. Uh, hey, get your get your money, player. EB, at least he made you some money. <laughs> Sam Howell made you some money, Kurt. Um, but then Emmanuel Forbes, too, bro. Like, I think about that uh, in certain rookies. Why they draft you and they ain't playing you, bro? Like I think about I think about things and, and again this ain't even due to Emmanuel. They didn't Emmanuel didn't ask Washington to draft him. How you draft him in the first round and say, oh yeah, he only played nine stats because of the matchups. He's a first round fucking cornerback, bruh. Like w- what what matchups can he not play in? You're essentially saying he can't play. Nine snaps, bruh. So I, I think for from a Macro level, bro. Him even acknowledging that he would consider playing Jacoby Brissett, you didn't, you never even considered giving your chance, giving the team your your entire team, your entire roster a chance to win because you banked on Sam Howe despite all those things. I even told y'all Sunday, bro. Like I, I thought that be, even with when they benched him, um, I thought that they, I, I felt like this move indicated they felt like doing this a long time ago, like they wanted to do this a long time ago and they couldn't do it, and and this was like. The last straw, like he he had a decent, he he was having a, a quiet. I, I, I lied, he wasn't having a decent game. Um, I meant to say in terms of what Ron said, uh, he wasn't getting hit a lot. He wasn't getting a lot of sacks or anything like that. Um, but he did miss a ton. And I think for people who are looking forward, there is a film session that's going to be coming out maybe Thursday or Friday this week. Uh, spoiler, um, it ain't good. Um, we're going to play Sam and we're going to play Jacoby. Uh, and and it, it may be a, a little twenty plus minute 
breakdown. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, this this is just something where you look at this this tape and you're and you're you're saying, bro, like, um, it, it ain't the old line that really hurt him. Um, it's it's something where you're like, yo, what what exactly are you saying? Um, so I'll leave it there. I, if you all had comments, y'all can y'all can y'all can let me know y'all thoughts. But bro, like for for him to acknowledge that, bro, you're 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 telling us that um you even you even consider it when you shouldn't never say anything. You even considered uh like you may entertain Jacoby, but even you acknowledging that you'll entertain Jacoby, like I even feel bad for Jacoby, bro. I remember somebody asked him if he thought he was gonna get a fair shot uh, as a, as a starting quarterback in the offseason. He said, "Shit, I, I hope so." Like I, I better we gonna he was like we gonna find out or something like that. I gotta find the exact quote, but uh he never got he never even got a fair shot, and I'm sure he's probably not tripping because he getting paid, and and he or maybe he is tripping because he came here to compete. I don't know. He, he might be tripping because he felt like he was better than Sam. I mean, he not not to say that he doesn't think Sam could you know be something in his league, but at this point in their careers, he probably felt like man, I did give this offense the best chance to succeed throughout throughout the year. But Molly just goes back to our point, man. We've been talking about this since the offseason. The whole process that led to Sam was flawed. It just showed a lack of vision from Ron. I mean, if he really thought Sam Howe was that dude or that guy, he had such potential, he would have played him much earlier last year. You know, he, he accidentally played him in the last game of the season. And then, like you said, four days later, four or five days later, him and Mayhew were like, yeah, this is our, you know, guy going into next year, you know. So it was like, you know, what was the plan? What was the vision? It's like you didn't have any foresight with this guy. You just said, hey, man, oh, man, go. I guess you got to go out there and play the Cowboys game because Taylor Heineke told us so. Then it's like, hmm, he didn't look so bad in the Cowboys game. I guess we'll just go into my last, pretty much my last season here or my hot seat season with you as the starter, you know, and that, that's when you come back to wasting people's time. And you mentioned all the players, but the first person I think of is Terry McLaurin. Yeah, Terry McLaurin got his contract, but the whole thing about Terry, Terry doesn't strike you as a guy that just cares all about the money. Sure, he got his money and everything, but I guarantee you Terry would want nothing more than to win and have his name up in those upper echelon of wide receivers that people talk about. And you didn't put him there this year because all season we've been wondering, can, is Terry even that guy? Like, you know, is it, he's not top 10. Terry's not a number one wide receiver. These have been the comments and the narratives that's been spread about Terry all year. I mean, and then, you know, you, Jacoby Brissett comes into the game and Terry has his best game of the season all of a sudden. And it took, what, seven minutes left in the fourth quarter for him to achieve that. So that's what I think about the wasting time. I think about the lack of vision by Ron Rivera. And we're just going to kind of look back at this whole era. It's just like, man, the whole damn thing was a waste of time. Yeah, I mean, I think we, we've had so many conversations about the topic. I can't even remember. And I hate to be one of those guys, not to you guys, but a lot of our people that listen, but I told you so. <laughs> like, I said that Jacoby Brissett would give this team the best opportunity to win if what if winning is truly important to them. There's no way in hell that with this particular roster and with Ron Rivera's job on the line that you would go with a fifth-round quarterback as someone that you're trying to push out there. You didn't pursue Lamar Jackson. You didn't pursue any other quarterback besides Jacoby Brissett. You tell us it's an open competition when we all know it wasn't an open competition. And then you're just you're just holding on to the fact of Sam Howe being boom or bust. 
And as soon as he puts up some passing yards that that reaches, you know, the objective that you're trying to hit goal wise. Now it's I think we found our our franchise quarterback and you have the most analytical film to break down more than Maul has, more than a Mark Bullock, more than a I can't say a, someone at an ESPN, but more than individuals within the Washington Commanders fan base that goes over film and, and breaks it down. You have all these tools and you are telling me that you're going to come out to the media and say that I think we found our guy all because you're trying to save your ass in a sense of saying, well, even if I didn't win here, at least I brought you a damn quarterback because that's my last hope. When really you sacrifice the team, you sacrifice what is really truly all about winning. Like two guys that are no longer here could have still possibly been here if they were winning games. And that's Chase Young and Montez Wet. You possibly could have made different determinations, whether it be to pick up the option, whatever, if you truly didn't go into the offseason with the ideal process of making Sam Howell your quarterback. I just I don't know. It's frustrating, man. But we we almost at the end of the road. He got three more games and we ain't never got to talk about Ron Rivera ever again in life. And I wish him and his family the best. And I hope that they, you know, start figuring out where they're going with their travel agent. Well, I was going to say, AJ, um, we might hear from him again, depending on how, what they do with this roster. This roster becomes anything over the next three years. Ron going to demand a Super Bowl ring. I mean, I, I (laughs) I think you will hear from him and it will come during, Super Bowl week, media row. You will hear about his tenureship under uh, Daniel Snyder. You will hear him try to say how limited he was in certain aspects. You'll hear all that bull crap. At the end of the day, this dude don't know what the hell he's doing, and he's truly not. There's no way in hell he could be listening to a, a Martin Mayhew or a Marty Herney. There's no way. Because Marty Herney has been around the game so long. He's not a perfect GM, but goddamn. You can't be listening to nobody. You're just making your own decision. And I didn't even know Emmanuel Forbes played six snaps. I thought he played zero snaps. But when you draft someone first round and they not getting on the field, when you got other guys across the league that not even first round picks playing more snaps and healthy, it's like, what's the point? If if Why are you even activating someone to play six, uh, six snaps at cornerback? When you also just release Danny Johnson. So, really, your corners is Kendall Fuller, Ben St. Juice, and then who else? They was playing um, Quan in the spot, wasn't they? And now, and, you're, and now you're forcing Quan, who's still learning <laughs> and, and trying to adjust the safety position, to now play corner. Like, what what are we doing here? Like, you don't even know what you're doing. So, it, it's, just, it's just all a piece of shit, man. At the end of the day... I, I just feel bad that this dude was even hired in the first place. But like I said, three more weeks, he out of here. And the focus will be on another another head coach and um, general manager that will properly operate this team from a talent standpoint and also a management. Because like I said, I, I truly believe that Eric Bien-Ami, uh Pritchard, the quarterback coach, I'm pretty sure they wanted to move on to Brissett a long time ago internally and Ron has just stuck to his gun, and it just came to a head, possibly within that locker room, like frustration, and they went to Brissett. I didn't watch the Miami game, but did Brissett play in the Miami game when they was getting blown out? 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Um, Honestly, I don't remember. Did yeah, Brissett like play a, in the game against? I know the Bills he had a. Uh, nah, or the I know he had a uh, like a kneel in the Miami joint. That's it. Yeah. yeah, like did he play in the Cowboys game? No, no, so, no. So now you playing around? Like you think people stupid? Protection. <laughs> ah, that's my thing, man. Um, I don't even know, like. Like I, I think another another angle to this, bro, that I'm starting to see. Like I don't know if I'm tripping, but I I think like so many people are getting getting lost in this conversation at quarterback. Um, Dre, I seen you arguing. Well, you weren't necessarily not, not in the literal sense, just debating whatever um, with Disco today, and like. Disco, you my boy, bruh, but I got to use you as an example. Um, Like, I've seen a couple of his tweets over the past couple of days, bruh. Um, and I just think that from a, a perspective of, like, people who look at this quarterback situation, and I want to be clear, like, this whole situation offensively and defensively is not good. Like, there's so many different things that's clearly – um, you're not going to be able to fix in one in one year, let alone during the season. Like that time was during the off season, right? Um, to to make sure that everybody was on the same page and you make your adjustments from that point. But um, I, I think when you look at how people handle this quarterback conversation now, um, like I don't understand, and and I don't understand like why people would love to like create a false narrative to make an argument. Um, and I think the reason why I even bring that, I'm going to be more specific in a second, but the reason why I bring that up is like, how can you ever genuinely evaluate a quarterback? If the first thing you do is defend the person that they, that the team decides they want. Um, and, and I think if you're not objective from the beginning, then you already lost. Um, I know, uh, Disco has been defending Sham Howe. He's not the only one again. Like I'm using him cause I, I know he ain't really, he probably not even tripping, but, um, like people who have been defending Sam Howe forever. Again, you are people talking to the listeners and, and, and viewers. Like I'm speaking from a stage. Y'all know I, I, I've, I've given them credit and then I, 
I, I don't credit him or I criticize when I need to, and I don't shy away from either side. Um, but like, if you're not, if you're the person who continues to find a way to, to say that there's a reason why Sam Howe is not working here and it's not his fault, or if you're the one who says you don't know if you're going to find better if you move on from him, ladies and gentlemen. The most important part of this entire process of finding a quarterback is literally getting your feet wet and actually doing the dirty work of finding that person. Like, it's going to take swings and misses. You may mess around and miss in the offseason. But if you don't try, bro, like, you're doing yourself a disservice, bro. I have not seen one thing as time has went on and I'm I'm almost there with my like my full opinion. Like I don't think there's much that he can do these last three games. How that can really change my mind. But um, I I think that like when you if if you're looking at that situation and you're saying that you're afraid of of losing what you have, I don't I, I haven't even seen a line that that's offensive line that suggests that at this point of the season, right? But I haven't seen an offensive line that suggests that he's mentally uh, uh, beaten down. Like, that offensive line has done enough to, to keep him upright and make a, a good or bad decision. Like, half of it, or more than half of it, is, is relying on the quarterback to, to execute, right? And, and I think for, for, for people, you asking this question, or, or people asking this question like, Dre did it. Like, what are you scared of losing with, with how... You have to be real with yourself, bro. Like, if you like him, you like him. I don't have a problem with how. I think he's going to be a he can be a really good backup, right? At this point, but I haven't seen nothing that tells me I like investing into this person as a quarterback one, regardless of the circumstances uh, that he's had here in 2023, bro. Like everything that I've seen within his control has been completely inconsistent. And it hasn't it hasn't warranted anything where I say, all right, I can go with him. Um, and and I think if you aren't considering or even thinking about the idea of um moving forward or moving on from him in the offseason, bro, and, and thinking that like everything here has been a result of somebody else on his team, then you're in for trouble for any quarterback that comes here in Washington, bro, because the only thing you are going to decide to do is latch on to whoever the team chooses and find a reason to fall in love with these guys, bro. And then you find yourself in the same toxic cycle that you've been in time and time and again, uh, arguing with people or even like trying to convince yourself that something's going to work just so as long as he has these perfect environments, like everything isn't going to be perfect for a quarterback, bro. That's the reason why you're looking for an elite player to overcome your deficiencies when, uh, you end up paying this guy because you're going to have to pay a quarterback like that, or you're looking for a person who can elevate a team to extreme levels when he's not paid the high level quarterback money and he can over, he can, he can doubt up a defense with a Terry McLaurin, a Jahan Dotson, and, and maybe some premier tight end that they bring in uh, with a dash of Cole Turner. Like, I think that you can do stuff like that, bro. And, and hey, I think bro, that's let, let, let that Cole Turner thing go, my boy. Nah, I ain't doing that. <laughs> I ain't doing that. Uh, 
<laughs> but um, not. Nah, but but that's kind of where I'm coming from, bro. Like I, I think that when you look at this quarterback situation, bro, like I think that for I mean, sure, I, I'll acknowledge even in this conversation, I'll acknowledge Sam how he does need help, bro. Like it would, I would, I would be interested. I'm not saying that I want to move forward in 2024 with this, but I would have loved to see what this year looked like if he had uh, an offensive line that didn't come out the gate like giving up so many pressures, even though we know, right, that Sam Howell contributed to that uh, a good ton. But I would love to see if the, if the situations were better for him offensively, what things would look like. Um, he never really had a run game. Eric Bieniemy was pretty stubborn, right? Like, like he wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't going to pass. He wasn't going to run the ball for shit. But I would love to see if if his circumstances were different offensively, what this offense would look like and what Sam would look like. Um, does that mean things will change drastically? No, but at least we'll have our answer because that's an excuse being used right now. Um, so that's where I'm at, bro. I think that you got we got to find our way out of a toxic cycle, bro, because trying to convince people or trying to like reason with people who are are finding reasons to believe in something where if you look at it at face value, bro, like there's there's things that that are true red flags. You doing, bro? And I acknowledge he's he's only 16, 17 games into his his NFL career, but that's enough to suggest like what might stick versus what what he can get better at. I think I think it's just a PTSD from the fan base. Um people are scared if this person were to move on and it doesn't work, they're scared if you draft someone high, it doesn't pan out. But that's the risk of drafting. That's the risk of signing free agents. That's the risk of hiring GMs. That's the risk of hiring head coaches. There's a risk with everything, even in your everyday life. You feel me? You get up in the morning, you go to work, there's a risk that you might get shot at the grocery store. You don't know. You might get in a car accident. Or you may be rewarded with a promotion. You may be rewarded with the job that you really want. But if you don't if you don't do anything, if you don't take a risk, you never know what could be reward. You feel me? So no risk, no reward. And I just think a lot of people within the fan base is just scared. Like they and, and disco, you know, that's my boy or whatever, but he's scared. Like I'm not a I'm not a gambling person per se with my money. Like I'm not about to do no parlay or anything of that nature, but I'm gonna take a bet and a risk on myself and other opportunities and even other people if I truly believe in their capabilities. But I feel like when it comes to Sam Howe, like people also don't know how to dissect the the film or even spending the time to do so. So it's like you should rely more so on the malls, the Mark Bullocks to tell you exactly what's going on and and spend your time looking at those things if you're going to be highly critical of the team. This is not an attack on disco. But this even goes to some of the radio personalities because a lot of them were on the Sam Howell bandwagon. And now if you go and tune in, I quickly tune in today. These people got whole different opinions. I'm like, bro, Sam Howell been the same quarterback from week one to week 15. It's just that tape is now on him and defense are doing a better job of defending him. But his skill set is still the same. The same attributes that he brought to the table is still there. The same issues and the flaws that he had coming out of college still exist, and they're prevalent within his NFL field. So it is what it is. I just hope that, you know, people people open up their eyes to change. We kind of went through it last year with Taylor Heineke and the year before. Like, people wanted Taylor so bad. 
And now look at that. He's in a whole different situation, about to start again for the Falcons. But he was never the answer. It's just people had this fanfare and, and um, belief that the guys on the team that they root for are better than what they truly are. And that's far from the case. <laughs> I mean, and Maul, you brought up the arguments and you were preaching, by the way. But I mean, a lot of the arguments surrounding it is just it, it's it's been weird to me, to say the least. I mean, I've been a, in a bunch of different little debates with different people. I mean, I had a guy, you know, tell me that Sam only and this has actually been something the fans have been kind of carrying since, uh, you know, the draft. Well, he only dropped to the fifth round because of his teammates. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. No one, what scout is saying, hey, I got to drop this guy off my, yeah, I got to put him down a couple notches on my list because he lost some teammates. No one is evaluating Sam Howell off of who he plays with. They're evaluating Sam Howell off the projections to the next level. I mean, you got people still kind of regurgitating that nonsense. And then, this, like, even with Disco, like, I feel like, you know, and Disco is a good guy. I like Disco. He's real cool. We had him on the show before. But Disco, I feel like, doesn't understand the conversation right now surrounding the Sam Howell and the draft, the quarterback thing. Disco keeps saying, oh, you're giving up on a young QB. You're giving up on him so fast. And, you know, what's going to happen if you give up on him? And I'm like, Disco. Sam Howe has been auditioning just like everybody else on his team this year. He's not under normal circumstances. I mean, and, and they want to keep saying, well, this is his rookie year. Sam Howe's going to be entering year three next year. And we're still talking about, well, we still got to see what we have, you know, and uh, Hawk, Hawk actually brought up in the chat. You know, he says, he asked us who, if, yeah, if you put Sam in Brock Purdy's situation, would he be better? No, I think Brock Purdy's a better quarterback than Sam Howell at this stage in his career. He may be better than him throughout both of these stages of their career because Brock Purdy can throw with anticipation. Brock Purdy can process things a little fast. I mean, those are his strengths that Sam is lacking. You know, and people keep saying, well, you know, what about when Brock Purdy lost Debo and their other wide receiver for some games? He struggled. Well, Sam has had all of his wide receivers healthy all year, and he's not even hitting those guys. So who's to say he's going to go over there and make Debo and those guys better? I think if you put Terry and Jahan over there in San Francisco, they're probably having much better seasons right now, you know? So let's talk about that kind of switch. I mean, it's just a lot of the, like you said, Maul, a lot of the conversations surrounding Sam right now, a lot of fans don't want to kind of face the reality of it, you know, because they kind of stake their flag or their claim into the guy early on. You know, a lot of people were saying this guy was a franchise quarterback after three games or so. You know, no one wanted to let the process play out as far as, you know, what they're calling. Like, they, they, were, they were willing to call him a franchise quarterback after three games, but you, can't, you couldn't tell them that you wanted to wait a full season to say something, or you couldn't criticize him early on because they would tell you you needed to wait. But they had already had their minds made up. And they kind of want the rest of us to just kind of fall in line. And, you know, even with this last month, Sam Howell hasn't had a good game in like a month or so. And fans are still kind of hanging on to those couple of Eagles games or that Seattle game that he had and said, see. He Mind you, it. the Eagles got exposed, <laughs> bro. Like they've been. Everyone's they've been exposing him. And, and, and on top of that, Maul, I mean, we're watching. We're watching flash in the pans happen all throughout the season. I mean, Browning, DeVito, all of these quarterbacks are having good games. The point is quarterbacks can have moments. Quarterbacks can have good games. That happens. I mean, even guys you may not think highly of, but can they put together good stretches? Can they put together good seasons? Sam hasn't shown that. And again, he has been auditioning all season, just like most of the rest of the roster and the personnel. Everyone's been auditioning whether how fair it is or not. And if you played yourself into a top four draft pick, 
everything's on the table at that moment. Like, you, you know, you, and this is supposed to be a strong quarterback draft too. And again, scouts don't just scout for one year for quarterbacks. They are scouting the 2025 draft. They're scouting the 2026 draft. They know what's out there and what's not. Right now, you uh, most scouts or most people will tell you the 2025 class is weak. Now, if you go in there with Sam Howell again next season and say, hey, we just got to, you know, build around him. Mind you, and that's another point I actually wanted to bring up. If we're talking about entering a full rebuild next season, this roster could get gutted in a sense to the point where a lot of your fan favorites aren't going to be here. A lot of the good players aren't going to be here. You may have a similar caliber roster next year that you do this year. Now, why would you want to put Sam back in that situation if you say he needs everything to be perfect again? I mean, even if you go out and draft your stud left tackle, you still might have problems in the interior to line with Sam has problem with uh, pressure collapsing. You know, so again, just because, you know, you put him out there again with different players doesn't mean the results are going to change from him. I mean, he could just be who he is. Now, granted, he could be better with uh, better personnel. But the problem is who who really wants to sit there and wait and have another let's see what Sam has again season when you're in prime position to kind of draft a guy with a higher ceiling that you may think higher of than Sam. So, I mean, a lot of these debates, I just feel like a lot of the fans haven't wanted to face the reality of it. Go ahead, AJ, if you're about to go. But oh, yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, um, I mean, I, I, think, see... uh, I think we should definitely get some people in on here and just, uh, you know, get their input on the conversation because, I mean, I just feel like people aren't really trusting their eyes. They, they're they looking at, at stats so much, like big-time throw numbers. Like, what the hell is that, bro? I've never even but, heard of that until Sam Howell this year. Like, but AJ, when, you know, when, when you don't have a when you don't have a pass completed over 30 yards, how can you have a big-time throw? What is considered big-time? AJ, the real stats. See, the fans, a lot of the fans actually don't look at the real stats. They look at the raw stats, like the passing yards. I don't care about passing yards. Anybody can get passing yards. But the fact of the matter is the only good advanced metric that, you know, really evaluates the quarterback position that says Sam has a positive in is his first read being open. <laughs> That's the only positive advanced metric that Sam has. Right, right now, every other advanced metric says Sam hasn't been a good quarterback this season. Throughout the whole stretch of the season, he hasn't been a good quarterback. But fans are still kind of hanging on to those couple of good games they see in the saying, Well, he did it. Those college quarterbacks can't do it. They haven't done it at this level yet. We've seen Sam do it. I'm like, we haven't seen him do it for longer stretches and more consistent stretches, man. <laughs> so let's uh look. We got a people, a couple people that wanted to call in. So listen, callers, because we called in late to the show, I'm not going, I'm not going end it i'm gonna make sure that y'all get y'all voice but i want to i want to make sure that we clear when we get on here willie you up first by the way uh you got the first you got the first stab just want to make sure that we have like uh whatever it is you gotta get off your chest you got you got like a minute i would say you know we, we usually do like 10 15 we, we just we just be kicking the shit but um really i want to make sure you get your points across but uh we're gonna have to uh have our quick convo and then move on uh, to, to the good man Hawk, I see you lined up too. Um, and then we can get up out of here because I gotta get I gotta get ready for the next Tribe of Dive show. <laughs> but anyway, let's go ahead and get Willie on. Uh, I think he's new as well, so that'll be good to hear uh, hear Willie's thoughts. I saw his question in the the private chat, but let's go ahead and get him on and see what uh, he has to say. Uh, what's going on, big dog? How you feeling? What's good, Mo? How you doing, man? 
I'm all right, man. I can't complain, man. Welcome to the show, big dog. I already Ooh. know who this is, and your name ain't Willie. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> I'm going to mind my, my, my business. <laughs> what's up, boo? Hey, what's up? Uh, what's up, man? Uh, I forgot your name. What's Dre? What's happening, brother? Yeah, Dre. Hey, what's good, brother? <laughs> cool, cool and ball. I didn't even know y'all was doing this, man, which is crazy. Um, but I ain't going to lie, man. I'm not going to lie. I crashed out in, this, in, a, uh, in the Twitter space today, man, because... I've been banging the table for Jacoby Brissett, man, all summer long, all off season, all this season. You know what I mean? And finally he gets in on Sunday and handles his business. You know what I mean? Uh, I know some people take that with a grain of salt, but to me, I feel kind of vindicated, man, because I know that the nuances of playing quarterback, he knows how to do that. You see what I'm saying? And I don't think the average fan knows that there are a lot of things that go into just playing the position. And Sam Howell has not been doing those small things which lead to the bigger and greater things. That's why he's been inconsistent. You know, and some of it, man, honestly, it's just stuff that he can't control. You know, he can't, he can't, he's short in the pocket for one. You know what I mean? Like, I, I like a quarterback personally that's 6'2", you know, to maybe 6'5", you know, and I saw that my, my theory was right. It was proven right Sunday. Jacoby stood tall in the pocket, stood and delivered. Matter of fact, he took a shot in the chin on that out route to Terry, you know what I mean, and still delivered the ball. He's strong. And so with that being said, man, what do y'all think about bringing Jacoby back and drafting a young guy up under him? Um. Well, first off, uh, I want to make sure that you get your response in first because we're going to have to move on. To Hulk. But, Willie, I want I want you to get your response in first. We'll answer, um, and then we'll move on to Hulk. But uh, go ahead. You got the floor first, big dog. Are you, are you, are you, are you in for, are you in for another year uh, of Jacoby and, and, and drafting a rookie? Oh, absolutely. And what absolutely. round, too, as well? What Are you, are you talking <laughs> about a high-end rookie, or are you talking about just drafting one to, to let him develop under – I'm not going to lie, man. I he like about it. to tell you Jaden Daniels. Shut up, fool. <laughs> <laughs> this fool ruined it. <laughs> hey, man, I like Jaden Daniels a lot, man. I really, really do. Um, I really do like him. But if we can't get the guy in this draft, um, I like Cameron Ward coming out next year, and I like Shadour Sanders. I, I, love, I love Cam Ward, bro. That's my that's, that's my boy. He was hooping at Washington State, them, bro. Them Pac-12 quarterbacks. Man, I just think, man, I think Jacoby, honestly, I'm going to be real with you, bro. I know you got to go. But this is my thing, and this has been my thing ever since the offseason. When, when they brought Jacoby in, I said, you know what, man? I said he can stabilize the locker room. He can stabilize the team which is what we need still today. We need to stabilize. And then he can, with the weapons we got, I know he could get Terry the ball, man, because he did it with Amari Cooper and he did it with Donovan Peoples-Jones in uh, Cleveland. You know what I mean? They had good seasons up on them. And David and Joku too, you know? So I, I was like, man, we got, this, we got just as good of weapons, if not better. So, you know, and I did make a bold prediction. You know, when our defense was intact and, Everything was looking right. I made a bold prediction. I said, hey, I said, Kobe, we going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, I said that, bro. I said it. And I, I and you know what? And I really want to double down on it again. Because I think my boy is, yeah, man, I think my boy is. All right, Willie. All right, Willie. It's, it, it, all right, Willie. 
Oh, what, what's Willie's real name, bro? Uh, bro. <laughs> I, like, I ain't about to keep calling this man Willie, bro. He got a whole different name, bro. Oh, man, I'm going to hit you on Twitter, man, so you can know who I am. Hey, do that, bro. I appreciate you joining, man. All right. All right, man. Let's go ahead and answer uh, Willie's uh, – let's go ahead and answer bro's question. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> bro's question right quick, man. Uh, I don't – I don't have a problem keeping Jacoby around, but I think honestly at this point, um, Jacoby, it's enticing because of you know who he is, like the veteran, the veteran presence, things like that. But I, I think honestly, um, there's nothing to say. Like, just keep Sam. Like Sam is a Sam is a quality backup. I'm sure he's probably not even gonna take this personal. Like he understands the opportunity. Like this is the NFL. Like it's it's like you have one shot to prove yourself, essentially. Like and and you never know when it's going to come around and and this was a big deal for him to have 17 games in a season where he played and, and to that and answering to the question directly yeah i'm 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 okay with keeping jacoby but i think honestly um i'm okay with keeping sam because i know the route that they'll probably end up going is getting that quarterback i don't think that they're going to i don't think there it, it doesn't serve a purpose for this new regime to wait a year um um i, I think there, I mean, granted, there are a ton of holes. So, like, how do you – what's the game plan in the offseason? Like, do you think that you can uh, 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 build and, and retool quickly? Or do you think this is going to take a little bit longer? Um, and and how do you how do you feel certain pieces on this team uh, can really, like, uh, uh, do better with better coaching? And, and I think all of those things is considered and, – and the reason why I go – uh, on the offense and defense in terms of like all of these schematic points is understanding that that plays a part in deciding I want to start a veteran quarterback here. And that's kind of where I'm at, bro. Like I, I, I don't mind Jacoby, but I also think that Sam Howe would probably be a solid backup here. Um, so long as they continue to like focus on retooling that offensive line and finding their guy at quarterback, um, Sam Howe can be a perfectly fine backup here. Yeah, I'm I'm down with Jacoby Brissett being number two. Uh, and the reason why I say that is because you still need someone to help that quarterback, especially if you're going to invest in a quarterback in the top five pick that can teach them the game on and off the field, how to prepare, how to, how to you know, be ahead of the game. And I think it's just way too many situations right now that Sam Howell is still learning those things himself. So to come in and have to be someone's OG in a sense or veteran at that position in the quarterback room, I just don't think it is is beneficial at all. I think he can still be on the roster for sure, um, but he damn sure wouldn't be my number two quarterback. I mean, we're seeing across the league how many teams desperately need number two. I think that you could possibly even move on from him if you decide to keep Jacoby Brissett. But you need that veteran presence within that QB room to be an extension of that coaching staff, um, you know, whenever you decide to make that that uh, journey of getting a quarterback. I got to agree with AJ, man. Um, if, I, I would love to bring Brissett back. Um, if we, you know, regardless of where we draft the quarterback, obviously I want to draft the quarterback uh, with the first pick. But yeah, I would definitely bring Jacoby back versus Sam because, like AJ said, the veteran presence. And I, I, I mentioned this in the post game show that Jacoby strikes me as a future coach. And you know, you can just you can't insulate a 
a, a young quarterback with enough of those type of people around. I mean, he's like uh, Brissett's like the anti Joe Flacco. You know, Joe Flacco was like, no, that's not my job to do what he's developing. I remember he said that in Baltimore. But I mean, Jacoby Brissett seems like he welcomes, you know, coaching or at least kind of mentoring, you know, a young guy, helping him prepare. I mean, Sam has talked about it a lot. Like Sam says, he relies on Jacoby for a lot of things. And Jacoby is also the ultimate professional. Like he doesn't sulk, he doesn't pout on the sideline. I mean, we don't know if that's what Sam's going to do or anything, but I also feel like Sam will be a distraction if he's here too, because there's going to be a portion of this fan base that's going to always be like, whoa, you know, oh, yeah. Sam is sitting yeah. right there, you know, like, yeah, man, this guy ain't doing anything. And it's just going to, you know, you might have some of that stuff at the games and all of that. And plus, I do think you could probably get a fourth or fifth round pick for Sam in a trade, which is fine. Like, I would move on from him if you're drafting a quarterback first. And like I said, bring, I would bring Brissett back at the number two. All right, um, let's go ahead and bring in Hulk. Um, again, uh, hey, hey, uh, K Dub, that's that's what I'm gonna call you till I figure out your name. Um, <laughs> hey, 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 hey Ma, I'm, I'm gonna speak to Hulk and I'm out of here. I got a hard out. <laughs> so, all yeah. right, bet. Yeah, let's go ahead yeah. and let's go ahead and, and and take care of that. Let's get Hulk in. Um, and and, and make moves. Uh, all right, there we go. Got Hulk in. Hulk, man, what's what's your what's your what's what's something you want to get off your chest? Appreciate you as always listening, tapping, and all that good stuff, boss. Hey man, I appreciate each and every one of y'all for being professionals, man. You know it. Yes, sir. Um, it's always a tough day that you know my, you know some of my favorite content creators that actually cover, you know, uh, uh, you know, you know, Washington sports or you know whether it's the Washington Commanders. Y'all are more professional and y'all win more often than the daggone team that y'all cover. So, so, so you know the fact that y'all do that, I appreciate y'all. Appreciate um, you, brother. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. For sure. For sure. Um, a, 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 a Dre, man, you know what? Thank you. Thank you so much for answering that question about, you know, Brock Purdy versus Sam, you know, whether, you know, if you flip Sam on the 49ers, um, I totally agree with you. Um, you know, um, I'm actually looking forward to us drafting the quarterback. Um, where, where, where are the draft next year? Um, I don't know whether it's the first pick. All right. Just make sure y'all go ahead and build, build everything. Well, 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 we'll build a roster to to where you know he can actually go ahead and have 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 you know success and things like that. Um, you know, it's tough because I mean, well, um, I guess well, I guess the Rams just was not the first time that excuse me that Sam has been benched. I and I keep I keep I keep banging that drum. Um, you know, you know because I believe he was benched in the in the uh, Miami game. I don't care what nobody says. Um, he was benched in that game too. Um, so it's it's it's. You know, um, I'm just sick of this team, man. So sick of this team, man. But you know what, though? I, I, I look, I look. The fact, um, the fact. Well, the fact that y'all are here, y'all are doing this show. I'm gonna go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. You know, just you know, um, you know, keep well, keep cheering, cheering this team, man. Um, but even though you know, um, against the Jets, it's really, it's, it's really, it's, it's really the fight for the number two pick. Well, 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 the number two or the number three pick, but that's all I got, though, y'all. That's all I got because they ain't got much. <laughs> hang in there, Hulk. Hang in there. <laughs> and now we 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 appreciate you coming on and always supporting, man. Uh, yeah, at the end of the day, right now you battling for what position you gonna have to possibly stay at or to move up in to go get your quarterback. Yeah. And in my gut, I personally believe that wherever. Whatever draft slot that they end up at, they're going to move up to number one to go get Caleb Williams. Mm. I mean, you better lose. The, you know, better lose this week. <laughs> but you know, though, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, excuse me, uh, AJ. To that point, though, I'm a little bit scorned only because 
Chase Young was here, another hometown product. Look what happened. You I think there is a study to, to to think about, like just generally, not not just Washington, but like hometown products, bro. Or is it, or is it just hey, Washington? Like, but it like, because Joe Barrow, man, I Joe I can't Bimbo. I can't even worry about that because I feel no, like I'm I'm talking generally. I'm not worried about Caleb. Right. I'm just I'm just yeah. saying like because the the performances in here in Washington makes me think about like what does it look like for people in hometowns of other teams? You mentioned Joe Burrow, Dre. He's from yep. Ohio, right? Yep. So mm-hmm. he's, he, he's doing just fine. Um, I wonder what the hell what the hell else looks like around the area and around the league. But <laughs> I mean, LeBron, might James be Washington. Well, you know, hey, yeah. hey, but fun, funny enough, the person that they don't want uh, Washington to take quarterback-wise, any quarterback, the other person that they want is Olu Fashano from Penn State. And he's from, from around PG here. County. Mm-hmm. They ain't worried about that. <laughs> That's what I'm That's saying. Funny. It's like <laughs> they don't know that though. They don't know that AJ. They just, <laughs> they just seen the name. They didn't know. They just seen the name. It's oh, draft that left tackle. Um, <laughs> right. We gonna see, man. Um, Hog, I appreciate you checking in, bro. Uh, we gonna go ahead and close out over here. Uh, but hey, that guy, I think be easy, man. Yes, yes sir. sir. Yes, sir. Um, I think generally speaking. Uh, I think we can try to do this for the last for the last few weeks of the season on Tuesdays. Um, every every Tuesday had a call names, man. Caleb, I see you, bro. But you waited till seven fifty nine to join the show, <laughs> and you can't get hey, you on, brother. You can't get Caleb on real quick, nah. Cause I got I got I got the other he show. Got another show. Oh got yeah, show. trap and dive, trap and dive. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, I think we're gonna do that for the last few Tuesdays. Um, had an open show, man. If y'all want to call in, do that, man. We could definitely have that. Uh, maybe get a guest on too. I'm still, I still work. Uh, I think we got somebody next week. Um, so that'd be fun. Uh, new, hey, new guy, but we know him. Hey, Ma, um, you know who we should bring on since we're getting so close to, you know, being in that conversation. Our guy, uh, Keith Sanchez, that worked for LSU. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Sure. I mean, That's we can see what it, we can see what the schedule look like. Try to get tapped in with the dra- uh, with the draft, the early draft discussions. That's not a bad idea. Okay. Um, yeah. All right, Dre, I know you got a heart out, so we're going to go ahead and close it right here. Appreciate everybody watching, listening, all that good stuff. Listening on Spotify. We're going to handle that. Um, but yeah, that's going to wrap it up for us. Y'all be safe. Take it easy. See y'all on Thursday. Damn, set, huh. Watch him throw the ball. We're going to pick it off. You're going to let him hit the hole or you're going to cut it off. You're going to play through fourth and long or you're going to punt it off. Your defenders have you hit us. Put your pads in. Don't be looking for the ref to throw no flags in. Keep the helmet on, keep the cleats tight. You the type to want to win by any means, right? You should look alive. This is Trap or Dive. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. 